Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, it is game week. Week one of the regular season is here. It's actually hard to believe that there's actually a game this weekend because there's been so much Cowboys news coming out of the last couple days. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. It's it's great to be back for another season with you and doing this. I, I really enjoy this, so I, I just want to get that out up front. I, I got to say, I laughed because when you said that, like literally, that's the first I've actually thought about this today. Like that we're in game week because we've been dealing with you know constantly refreshing Twitter to see if Zeke had been resigned, sure. and then obviously news of of another uh, signing that just came up that we'll talk about. Um, there's so much like football news going on that it's hard to actually realize that actual football is coming at the end of this the, week. The crazy thing is like I was just pre-writing some articles for tomorrow and it's like tomorrow we get our first injury report of the season and it's, it's like it's crazy oh how fast things have kind of just happened but um, so coming up on today's show we got a really really busy show uh, we're going to talk about an extension for the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to talk about the 53-man roster. Uh, we're going to cover a lot of different stuff, but let's go ahead and kind of get this out of the way. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon. There's been some whispers about Ezekiel Elliott's deal being done or close to done. Uh, it, it hasn't happened yet, but when we get the news, uh, we will make sure we do a full podcast on Elliott's extension. We'll break down the numbers. That show's not going to happen today unless you know we get some news here really quickly. Instead, we're, which might happen, which, by the way, guys. Very, very, <laughs> it could very, totally could happen. Sure, it, it certainly could happen at any moment. But let's go ahead and start with some of the other news. Let's, let's kind of go back to Saturday because, uh, it, man, it's just, it feels like Saturday was like three Saturday. weeks ago. Oh, my God. That was a week ago, wasn't right. it? <laughs> um, let's go ahead and talk about the 53-man roster. Uh, surprisingly, we didn't do as good as or well as on the 53-man roster as we thought. Uh, the Cowboys made some interesting moves over the weekend. Uh, they released running back Jordan Chun, who we thought had a chance to make the 53-man roster. They released Cedric Wilson. They kept 11 offensive linemen. They kept the 10 defensive linemen that we thought. They kept all the linebackers that we thought. They didn't keep Donovan Alumba or Mike Jackson, and they went a little deeper at safety. So, Lane, let's just kind of start there. What was your biggest surprise cut or move that the Cowboys made this weekend in terms of their roster construction? Uh, you mean, I guess it has to be keeping five and five safeties and corners. I mean, I, I just, I guess I didn't really anticipate uh, Kayvon Frazier making this team over Donovan Alumba. Um, but, I, you know, at the same time, like, I, the more I've thought about it, the more I, I, I get it. You know, it's, it's, Alumba is one of those guys where it's, it's tough because, He's not quite good enough as a defender to be a starter. No, um, he's he's certainly good enough to be a backup. He's not, but he's also not like a uh, all world special teams ace. And he's not a great know? athlete either. Only a nine percent. And, and he's not a great athlete, yeah. so he's not. He doesn't have a ton of upside there, right? So it's like it, 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 
he he these are the kind of guys it's it's kind of hard to get to the game day roster, right? What do you do with these guys? He's not going to get too much better because he's athletically limited. Right. Um and at the same time if he's not providing you snaps as a special teamer, it's kind of hard to drag this guy on on the roster because what do you do? And, with and, other, and, and you need other, those special teams. I was going to say the other thing is the Cowboys when they do their roster cuts, they know which players are more likely to get claimed, right? You're looking at Donovan Alumba, a guy who I I don't I don't think he's taking an NFL snap yet. Maybe he's taking a few. Uh, who wasn't drafted? Obviously, we mentioned uh, the the lack of athleticism. The, the odds that that guy gets claimed isn't very good. Now, Kayvon Frazier, no. like for example, that's a six round pick who's played three years in the NFL, has a ton of special team snaps. I think a guy like Frazier is way way more likely to be claimed, even though maybe Olumba's a better player. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point of the, of the season, what you're doing is kind of filling out your special team squad, and you know, and I I, I, I give. Uh, John owning a lot of credit for for he, he brought up a really great point when we were recording the other pod the other day about this and, and you know Kayvon Frazier is the guy that they use as the example for their special teams practices like he's the guy who in the cutups is the example sure. for all the younger guys he's basically the special teams captain sure um, so uh, you know as much as we want to discount that kind of thing you know I think that those guys this is how they make impacts you know I mean he, Frazier the reason reason they kept Wilson is so that they don't necessarily have to play Frazier uh, at safety uh, once he gets healthy. But I think the idea is that, you know, you've got a guy in Kayvon Frazier who is a difference maker as a special teamer. And then Alumba, you know, he's a talented guy. But at this point, moving forward, what is he actually giving your team? Kayvon Frazier actually gives you something as a special yeah, team. I think Alumba makes way more sense in the practice squad. Because if you get an injury yeah. to Byron Jones or Ouzier... You can slide him up, and he can play right away. But you're right. On game days, with the current construction of the roster, just really doesn't have a role. Uh, it's just not useful. Right. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about the offensive lineman because the Cowboys went extra deep at that position. I believe they kept 11 total. Um, obviously, Connor McGovern was one of the 11. They had to keep him through the weekend to put him on IR. I, I'm not sure if that move has been official yet, but I believe he's going on injured reserve. I think it is, actually. Okay. It uh, is official now. They kept some guys that we were interested in, Brandon Knight, Adam Redman. Lana, what were just your thoughts on the Cowboys going so deep at that position this year? Well, clearly they had some thought that either a trade was happening or, you know, when they looked around at the at the larger roster, you know, they had talent there um, and they wanted to, to hold on to that. I, you know, I think if you look into what the moves were since then, obviously reducing by one by putting uh, McGovern on IR kind of puts it at a more uh, reasonable level. But I think, you know, you, look, you've got – Offensive line is still very much the main source of what they do. And I I think after last year, they learned, hey, having this depth, having quality depth at this spot is super important. I mean, having a guy like Joe Looney step in for Travis Frederick last season was, uh, I mean... We, we, it's hard to even put a value on that. I mean, it was because he, what he, the job he did was very admirable. I mean, stepping in for an all pro and, and basically, uh, you know, only taking a small step back was pretty amazing. I also, um, I was going to say, I also think they looked at the, the landscape of the NFL and saw there's just not sure. a lot of quality offensive linemen in the league. When a guy like Russell Bodine, who was on the Bengals, who was just a, an atrocious guard and center, 
for the Bengals, got traded for a fifth-round pick to New England. I think I think the Dallas might have thought, hey, let's hold on to these guys for a second. Let's see what you know what happens this year if you know if a team starts losing injuries. Could we move Adam Redmond for a fifth or sixth-round pick? I think it's possible. I think they, I think they knew the value of some of those deeper offensive linemen on the team. Absolutely, and you know, at the time we didn't, we weren't exactly sure. Maybe they knew, but we didn't. We weren't exactly sure what the future was with Lael Collins, mm. um, and so you you kind of had to keep all these options just so when next year rolled around, you had a plan in, in place. Uh, yeah, look, whether it's trade bait or whether it's just you know having a, a lot of talented guys at the position. Uh, clearly, they, they put a priority at the position, and they've invested in it, and they've got a, a talented group. I mean, every one of these guys, I have to say, I mean, with the exception of Brandon Knight, currently, um, I, I feel not terrible about having to come into the game if they had to. Yeah. And, and and Brandon Knight only because he's injured and young, but I love his upside. I think mm-hmm. he could be a really good player in a few years. Um, so I just love this the makeup of this this whole room. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll talk a little bit more about the roster, uh, and then we're going to talk about Lyle Collins. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence that you need. Listen up, bluechew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready for whenever an opportunity arises. BlueChew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visit. No waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code LOCKEDON. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's Blue, B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code LOCKEDON to try it for free right now. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, Landon, let's talk about the receiver position because I think a lot of people were expecting the Cowboys to keep Devin Smith and Cedric Wilson. Uh, instead, they just kept Devin White. They got Cedric Wilson on the practice squad. Uh, was any shock to you there that the Cowboys decided to to put Wilson on waivers? Um, no, I mean, well, I mean, I guess it was. I picked him to make it, to make the roster, but I wouldn't say that the fact that he didn't get make the roster is is shocking. You know, I mean, it's it. He was a the last guy in, in that room that I had making the team. So, uh, you know, if they're going to go long in one other spot, obviously they had to cut somewhere, and and they were clearly. Here's the other thing about this, guys, is that. You know, and I think we said this. We started saying this more and more this year, and this year has really confirmed it. This, these guys, they they make it through waivers, especially you know? positions like receiver, because every yeah, team I, has six, seven receivers they like entering training camp. Every single cornerback, receiver. I mean, really, the only position I say that you should even think about is if you had a really, really good offensive lineman. You can you can get too tricky there yeah, just I because agree. of the, the depth there. And, and quarterback. I mean, quarterback is clearly a position that just has. Is, it's a different level of value, so people react uh, 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 yeah. accordingly. Ask the Raiders. They claim Deshaun Kaiser, <sighs> which is 
Yeah. And they're keeping four quarterbacks on the ride. Well, I mean, they they I mean, unfortunately, they lost their uh, future All Pro quarterback to the IR, uh, Nathan Peterman. What's his yeah. Nathan yeah. Peterman? Yeah. yeah so uh, it, that's just unfortunate. It but let's let's not talk about Raiders. Yeah. Well, I do that enough on a daily basis. <laughs> you, you do that enough, unfortunately. Uh, no, I think you know. Look, they they. I mean, that's part of the reason they they went long in offensive linemen. Is I think oh, yeah. there are some positions that you just don't have to worry about whether they make it to the because everyone's so concerned about their own group. You know, offensive linemen, you know, maybe the occasional defensive lineman, but not really. But offensive linemen and quarterbacks specifically, I think they have a different fear when they get put out on the waiver wire. Yeah, I think there was like 30 total players that were claimed of the 1,200 that were released on, on Sunday. Um, it, most of them were quarterbacks. Most of them were offensive linemen. You occasionally got a few defensive linemen in there. Uh, but again, Next year when we do this, do not stress about those end-of-the-roster guys making the practice squad because they almost all make it, and that's kind of an mm-hmm. easy transition to the Cowboys practice squad. Uh, I'm just going to run down a couple of the notable names the Cowboys got on the practice squad. Cedric Wilson, uh, Jordan Chudden made the initial practice squad, then they promoted him uh, for special teams reasons. Uh, they kept Mike Jackson, Donovan Alumba, um, any other guys? I'm, I'm trying to think that I oh, – oh, Daniel Wise made the – Daniel Wise, Daniel Michael Wise. Jackson, yeah. Mitch Hyatt. Mike Weber, Clayton Thorson, who was a quarterback for the Eagles, Chris Covington. Um, it's, a, it's a good practice squad. It's, Donovan Alumba, as we mentioned, yeah, uh, v- uh, Vintel Bryant, former I think was receiver name, from right? the Bengals. Um, I want to mm-hmm. weigh on something really quickly. I saw a lot of people this weekend uh, when the Cowboys cut like a Michael Jackson, they were or a Mike Weber, uh, that the Cowboys are throwing away these picks, and that Michael Jackson was a bad pick. Typically, when this happens, it's either one of two things. It's either those guys just can't play, or the bottom of the roster is so talented that it's hard for a fifth-round pick to make the team. And that's that's the kind of the the case that we're running into with Dallas now is they've got so much talent on the roster from 1 to 53 that it's just not likely that a fifth- and sixth-round pick is going to make the team. They've got to be spectacular in the preseason and the training camp like a Donovan Wilson, in order to make the team. And that's that's when you know that you've got a pretty good roster heading into the season. So I just kind of wanted to say that I lo- love the Cowboys practice squad this year. Uh, I-, I think they've got a pretty good roster from 1 to 53 and then from 54 to 64 on their practice squad. Yeah, and, and that's not even including guys like Jalen Jelks, Sean Vea Johnson, Chris Westry, uh, Derek Pooney, Daniel Ross, all, Cody Whiteman, all, all these guys who made it on their IR, you know, so and including Connor McGovern. A couple of those guys there. Yeah, I mean, so that's the thing is, and everyone should just not judge the picks because, first of all, you shouldn't judge draft picks after one year because this guy didn't get. He's, they're still on the team. They're still with the Cowboys. Yeah. They're still working yeah. out with Cowboys gear on them. If they make it all the way through, which they likely will to next season, let's reevaluate how the, those picks were when they show up in training camp next year because the difference between Donovan Alumba and Michael Jackson, uh, Donovan Alumba this year and Michael Jackson next year, is that Michael Jackson has the requisite athleticism to develop into a, a starting corner. And if that extra year of off-season workout for a guy like Michael Jackson can do the same thing as it did for Alumba, we may be talking about a guy who's competing for a spot next season. All right, let's go ahead and transition over to the Cowboys' big free eight, or free uh, extension this uh, this weekend. The Cowboys decided to lock up their right tackle, Lyle Collins, to a five-year deal worth $50 million, uh, $35 million in guarantees. I think this move was surprising to a lot of people because 
Uh, obviously, the Cowboys still have to do deals with Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, and maybe Byron Jones. Uh, I know, you, I know, I discussed the possibility of the you know the Cowboys maybe moving Lyle Collins or letting him become a free agent. Um, but it sounds like this was a deal where Lyle came to the front office, very similar to Jalen Smith, and said, "Hey, let's let's find out a deal that we can do together that makes sense for both sides." Uh, I believe uh, Lyle is now the fifth highest paid right tackle in the league compared or in average salary. Um, I, I I think it's a good deal all the way around. It, you, we know how important Lyle Collins is to Dak Prescott, one of his favorite you know people on the team. Uh, Lena, I just want to get your thoughts on the deal in general. What did you think of the Collins extension? I, I thought, you know, I didn't think it was likely to happen just because the kind of deal that I thought the Cowboys would have to sign would have to be a, a deeply discounted deal, <laughs> basically what they did do. Um, but, you know, here's the other side of it. You, you mentioned he's very close to to uh, Dak Prescott. Those are both Louisiana guys, mm-hmm. you know, and I think from what we've heard, LC is very close to his family and being from Shreveport, for those of you who don't know, Shreveport and Dallas are, are really not that far. I think it's like a two-hour drive. Um, and... Uh, you know, so that, I think that that was a huge thing for him as well. He clearly is comfortable in the room; is comfortable with the guys around him. Uh, you know, and it's just one of those guys who I think that understands that fit matters to him to a certain degree, and was willing to kind of. You know, I think he he looks at Tyron Smith's deal and looks at talk is in the room with Tyron Smith, and, and everyone kind of talks about how that was a bad deal for Tyron and all that. But I don't think you ask Tyron. I don't think he thinks that. I think that they're happy with with you know they 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 know the standard of quality they're going to get because they're with the Cowboys that all you know, all the benefits and, and extra stuff. Uh, and there's money opportunities if you're a member of the Dallas Cowboys, no doubt. Even as for offensive linemen, you know, especially for offensive linemen in Dallas, uh, maybe as opposed to other places. Um, so I think he, he saw the opportunity, didn't want to get in, involved into a, you know, a, a long drawn out, uh, you know, argument battle with the with the with the Cowboys, and, and then just to go somewhere else when he didn't necessarily want to go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he did the smart thing, and you know, told his agent to come talk to the Cowboys, and they dealt with the the, the money in a way that both sides were happy, and I think. This is going to help facilitate a lot of the Zeke stuff and a lot of other stuff in a way that, uh, you know, this is the kind, these are the kind of deals that the, the Jerry Jones, the Joneses were talking about when they said, uh, you know, that this is there isn't enough pie for everyone. Th- these are the kind of deals that are going to make sure that there could be enough pie for everybody. Absolutely. You know, uh, this is this is this is a this is helps Zeke. I, I was trying to think about how big of a discount Collins maybe had, had took for the Cowboys because. You're looking at other tackles. Let's let's look at right tackles um, from you know that are paid right now. Uh, Trent Brown is the highest paid right tackle in the league. Never made a Pro Bowl. Has been very injury prone throughout his year. Sixteen and a half million dollars a year. Uh, J1 James went from the Dolphins to the Broncos. Never made a Pro Bowl in his career. Twelve point seven million dollars per year. Then you're looking at Mitchell Schwartz, Lane Johnson, both very good tackles. Nobody's going to argue that. And then you're looking at Ricky Wagner, Rob Havenstein, Morgan Moses, all just under ten million a year. I think if Collins gets to the open market, I I almost don't see any way that he doesn't get more than Jaywan James at twelve point seven million a year, right? Considering you know his ability to play both guard and tackle, the amount of games that he played, his youth. It just doesn't seem like that would that that's kind of the floor, right? Yeah, I mean, I think the number that I had I always kind of had in my head was something like I don't know, like fourteen. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think I, so I, too. I, 
like that's that's kind of I mean if we're talking annually, you know, uh, that's kind of more the the the. Well, look at it like this: it, it, how much worse of a player, if at all, is he than Nate Solder, who got fifteen and a half million from New York last year? Well, I mean, yeah, that's the thing is that I think he's probably. He may be a similar player, but he's a, a, a player on the rise. Whereas I think, yeah, Solar's thirty-one you know, years old. So yeah, exactly. I think I think uh, you know, and that was the thing I wanted to bring up too is that I feel like with Lael Collins, um, you know, part of this is he is a player that really more than anyone else benefited from Colombo coming back. Absolutely. So I, I think that we still we've seen a kind of an up and down situation with him. But I also think that that is supposed that is going to be a lot more of a stabilized situation uh, than it was in previous years. You know, you look at Trent Brown, Ricky Wagner. I mean, Trent Brown got fifteen million dollars cap hit this year. Uh, sixteen I or sixteen and a half million per year for a guy that's I, never I, made a Pro Bowl. Leo Collins is a much better player than he oh, is. Oh, I completely and, agree. Uh, I mean, I mean, Trent Brown is way more up and down. I think Collins is a, is a more consistent player than Trent Brown, and he's getting even more consistent. And way so, more coachable. You don't have to yeah. worry about Lyle Collins eating himself out of the league like Trent Brown yeah. might have yeah. to worry about. So, I, listen, I'm not the biggest Lyle Collins person in the world. I don't think he's a top three or four right tackle like other people think. I'm not, I don't hate him like other people do. I know a lot of other people think he's a average tackle at best. Um, I, I'm, I'm fine with this deal because it's it's a slight bump in pay from what he got last year or what he's getting this year at seven and a half million or something. Uh, it gives them a stable right tackle for the future that they don't have to worry about at a pretty team friendly deal. I, I'm all in on this one. Yeah, I mean, again, more deals like this, please. Sure. I mean, that's because it really does open things up, and now you're not having to kind of figure a situation out next year with with uh, your starting right tackle. Absolutely, and you know, now that we look at some of the depth that Connor McGovern, who the Cowboys drafted in the third round this year, um, golly. I mean, well, I, I have my own thoughts on that one. We'll save them for a different podcast because we got into that a little bit this weekend. But hey, at the very worst, you have your backup swing guard interior guard center for the next three years under a rookie deal uh you, you still have joe looney this year we talked about adam redmond and brandon knight uh, it's a the cowboys they know that their offensive line is their key to success they're trying to lock those guys in as for as long as possible and they're doing a pretty good job of getting all those guys on team-friendly deals to allow them to spend money elsewhere so uh kudos to cowboys we'll see how they handle the next couple deals uh and that's it for today's show thank you guys for tuning in make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time.